Today's episode, I drop the F-bomb. Now, I also use the word genuine a lot. Now, the reason I use the word genuine a lot is because I'm being genuine. So I'm doing another intro before the intro, only because I've just listened to it before I'm thinking about posting it. And I thought, did I tell too many stories or did I... Did I rave on a little bit? I hope I didn't put the listeners to sleep, but did I say the word genuine too many times? Or, But the reality is, if you drop this F-bomb and it is genuine, then it's powerful. I'm going to leave it up to you. I hope you listen all the way through. I hope you like it, you share it, you send it to people you think need to hear it or would like to hear it. Whether it inspires someone or even if it helps someone, or if it maybe even just, you know, emphasizes that you're on the right track. The F-bomb that I drop here, it's powerful. Or it's overused. It can be real, or it can be fake. I'm going to leave it up to you. I really hope you listen in. Some of the stories I might go in depth even more at a later date. Might bring on some guests that will help me do that. That were a part of it. But in the meantime, if you, I hope you're dropping this F-bomb. And I hope it's real. Thanks for listening. This episode of GTE is brought to you by Pain Away, Australia's number one joint and muscle relief since 1999. Find out more at painaway.com. Welcome team. Today, I am going to drop the F-bomb, the greatest F-bomb in sport or business. I feel it's not foul language, it's not the F-bomb you're thinking. We don't do that here on the podcast or we depends on who we're interviewing, but today, it's not any type of foul language. The F-bomb that I'm referring to is the word family. And the reason I call it the F-bomb is because people just throw it out there. I think it's the most overused word in sport. But it could also be the most powerful word in sport. And that's if it's genuine. The reason I call it the F-bomb is because people just throw it out there. Sometimes I can tell when it's real. And other times you can tell when it's fake. Now the People that say it on grand final day while they're holding up a trophy, that's usually real. It's usually because they've behaved like a family away from the field and it comes out on the field. Now some of you guys may have listened to a a recent podcast I did where I told a story about a meeting I had with Sir Alex Ferguson and in that meeting he mentioned the word family numerous times he was dropping the f-bomb numerous times but it was genuine you could feel it you could feel it within the walls of his building you could you could feel it at the in the cafeteria where i was sitting with him having lunch when he dropped this f-bomb you could feel it and you may hear in my recent podcast where he he excused himself from talking to me and he spoke to a lady that walked past and then when he came back to the table he said, sorry Hayden, I 
the that lady just had Monday off work and I needed to see how she was today. You could feel that that care was genuine. You could feel the love he had for his players were genuine and they loved him back. And then when they played, that team, when they holded many, many trophies aloft, they defended like a family. They had each other's back like a family. They were genuine family. When Sir Alex Ferguson drops the F-bomb, it's real. Now what's making me talk about this today is because over the weekend... I did a speaking gig for a friend of mine, at a, a very good friend, at a company called Pertec. The speaking after dinner um, little spiel that I that I went to New Zealand with him with was for all their national franchises around New Zealand. Now Pertec is a massive, massive global company, and I'm sitting there listening to the awards that were given, and I was getting ready to hop up and do my little spiel that I'd, I'd arranged to do. And one of the awards winners who got Franchise of the Year in the country of New Zealand, he got up and in his speech, he got up with his wife and his business partner. His name was Peter. His business partner's name was Mike. The two wives got up with them who were also part of the business. But one of them spoke. And I'd already chatted with him at the table before he'd won the award and I didn't know he was winning the award, he didn't know he was winning the award but we just got chatting and he told me about his apprentices who he respected so much and and they respected him and they just a few of the things that him and his wife told me about how much they cared about their employees and how much fun they had together and I think I think he... They may have even had a little motto, though, that those that play together stay together. Like they they cared, they genuinely cared about these employees that they had. So I already felt that. But when I heard him get up on stage and he's holding his trophy, he referred to his workplace as his family. Now, that basically inspired me because I was ready to get up and talk about a few other things that I often talk about but he actually reminded me it is no coincidence why the winning franchise holding the trophy referred to his place the same way Sir Alex Ferguson referred to his place so I got up and told a few stories but it was straight off the back of this guy holding a trophy now some of those stories I, I feel like I should share with you so I was privileged to spend some time in in Jamaica, in Kingston, Jamaica, and I was privileged to be around and be a part of, and I, I took some athletes there, but also just to be around and observe and in and amongst Usain Bolt's training camp. And what I observed was many, many things. I was learning while I was there, and the athlete I had there was learning plenty as well, and you know, some very good friends of mine in Jamaica had organize this and it, w it was there's a lot of things to learn but for the topic that i'm talking about picture walking onto the track you're looking around and surrounded by beautiful scenery in the hills in in kingston and you step on the track and you look around and there's world champions everywhere olympians olympic finalists commonwealth games medalists 
they're everywhere. There's assistant coaches working around the clock for this. The head coach, Glenn Mills. Glenn Mills has has a, an assistant, if you like, or a secretary, I'm not sure, of her role. Her name was Mrs. Cook. She was like the godmother. She went around looking after everyone, caring about everyone. His assistants, he had guys like Leroy Gray, Patrick Dawson. He had He had all these really good coaches that were keeping a watchful eye over all these elite athletes and you just looked at the athletes just constantly inspiring each other pushing each other everywhere you looked was athletes helping each other driving each other but one thing i really remember was i overheard glenn mills who is the sir alex ferguson in the track and field world in my opinion glenn mills is the best track and field coach in history because quite obviously he's coached the best athlete in history usain bolt but i overheard him asking one of his athletes how are you going can i help pay your rent he was asking to pay the rent of one of his athletes and straight away that is one of the clearest things I learned was how much he cared about his athletes and this environment that he created. And he did mention to me that one big family. I asked assistant coaches, what's the secret here? None of them talked to me about technical things. They talked to me about the environment that was created. They talked to me about the family. One of the comments was, we're our brother's keepers. Leroy Gray was driving me back from the track to the apartments I was staying. And I said, what's the secret? Expecting some sort of secrets. No, we are our brother's keepers. I asked Patrick Dawson. He tells me those that pray together stay together. We're like one big family. I asked Usain Bolt. He tells me Glenn Mills is the godfather. Also referred to him as the guru. But the godfather, the father figure, you only have to see how they've rolled together, how, they, how they've talked about each other, how much love there is for each other, that they are one big family. Sir Alex Ferguson holding up trophies. The Pertec franchise owner holding up trophies. Usain Bolt holding up world records and medals. It's no coincidence. I was once... On the central coast of New South Wales with a very good friend of mine, Milo Stajowski, who's played soccer all around Europe, football for the biggest clubs in the world. He's played in a World Cup in 2006 in Germany for the Socceroos. He's played against big names. He's played against people like Ronaldo, David Beckham. He's played in big matches. He's been in successful teams. At this day I'm talking about, he just... He'd returned to Australia and he'd just recently won a championship with his team here in the A-League, the Central Coast Mariners. We caught up with Trent Robinson from the Sydney Roosters and we were at Sydney Roosters run a training camp. Now Trent Robinson was a player that I had worked with when he was a player and now he was coaching. So I was really happy to see what he was doing and I was really happy to catch up with him and, and in a roundabout way, real real proud at the time because I'd always encouraged him with his coaching when I had him as a player. But anyway, we caught up for a coffee, watched the team and spoke to a few people. Now, Millet didn't know Trent. I obviously did. When we walked away, Millet Stajowski said to me, 
the Roosters will win the competition this year. They will win the championship. That was mid-year. They weren't going too crash hot at that moment in time. We walked to the car. I said, what makes you say that, Miller? He says, they are one big family. They are one big family, staff and players. He dropped the F-bomb and guess what? He was right. They ended up winning the competition months later. They ended up holding up that trophy and referring to each other as family. It's, it's no coincidence. It was genuine though. It wasn't fake. There was teams at the bottom of the table also saying it, but they didn't live it. The Roosters lived it and they won the championship and Millet was right. I was really privileged to then work with the Roosters for, for a number of years and experience that he was right. It was real. The first day I went there when Trent called me to have a chat about working for him full time, I walked in the, the reception. The first impression was how much they loved working there, the receptionist. There was noise pumping out of that gym. Now, some office workers can't stand that type of noise, and I just made a comment while I was waiting in reception. Does this noise get to you? They said, what are you talking about? We're a football club. And I just loved it. They actually loved it. They were part of it. They weren't just a receptionist. They were part of it. I then met a lady on the stairway walking up through the office, and Trent introduced me. Her name was Kath King. Auntie Kath, they referred to her as. Trent introduced me and said, we call her the sun. The club revolves around her. Now that there, Trent knows what I value. He knows how, what I value in sport. He knows how I value the family atmosphere. And he knew that got me straight away. He knew. Because the club that I'd worked with Trent previously was... Very, very similar. We had a lady very similar named Kay Fitzhenry. We called her Auntie Kay. Now, Trent knew I valued this. We went for a coffee. I said, mate, you don't have to sell me. I'm here. Sign me up. I'm with you. Let's do this. So we worked together, and I was able to experience that at that club where people have each other's back. The leader, Nick Politis, sure, he's got a reputation at times of being ruthless and has made ruthless business decisions it's why he's a billionaire it's why he's one of the biggest most successful business people in australia but it's also why he's got a club that competes for premierships that's all they do they that's what they that's what they're there for they compete for premierships he once you are a rooster you're one of his boys he said that to me before when when i've talked about former players he said, yeah, he's, he's one of my boys. Anything he needs, he's one of my boys. He's done that for me even when I left the club. He still phoned me to say, anything you ever need. He creates that family environment. And it's no wonder they hold up trophies. This F-bomb that I've th talked about today can be so powerful in your business, in your team, with your teammates, teams you coach, teams you lead, it can be powerful or it can be the most overused word and fake word. So you think about it. Not all families get on great, 
but they've got each other's back. You might be listening to this and you might have a cousin or a brother or an uncle that you may not even talk to that often, but if ever they need you, you've got their back. You might even have a family member that you hardly talk to. You might even argue now and again, but if anyone from the outside of that family criticised that family member, you'd probably fight them for to stick up for your family. You do anything for your family, you have their back, especially when they need you, especially in a time where it's tough. You think of those teams I mentioned. You think of, I, I mentioned a Roosters team that defended like a family. I talked about a Man United team that constantly holds trophies up. That that You think of some of their last-minute victories where they were just defended and played and supported each other, support like a family. Think of that environment I talked about in Jamaica where people think the magic's there and everyone I asked, every coach I spent time with there, every athlete I spent time with there, they don't talk to me about technical things or training things. They talk about the environment. Think about that Pertec franchise owner I mentioned. He's holding a trophy in a proud moment in his work life and he refers to his staff as his family now that starts at the top of Pertec. a very good friend of mine glenn duncan and and the founder of Pertec, his father peter duncan they create that from the top down the ceo who i was with in new zealand to do this recent talk stephen dutton Peter Duncan refers to him like a second son. Stephen Dutton's work through their company worked right from the very start at the most basic of levels and come through that company and been with that company for 25 years and is now the CEO and heading up a massive organisation. He's like a brother to Glenn. This starts at the top. It filters all the way through. People, once they work there, never want to leave there. And I know for a fact, because I know Glenn and his personal approach to how he treats people, the loyalty he has, the way he has people's back that work for him. They are a family. They use the same word. They drop the same word. It starts from Peter Duncan, goes through to his son Glenn, goes to his CEO Steve Dutton and it goes through the place and it reaches their franchises their franchise their most successful franchise owners treat their staff like family now there's so many other stories I could talk about there's so many one of my favorite ones is working with the New South Wales State of Origin team and working alongside Brad Fittler who to me He's like family. You think about, I have his back, he has my back. I build him up, he builds me up. I'm privileged to call him a great friend and to treat each other with the respect like family. But more than that, the team of staff he's put together that I'm privileged to be a part of, he has assistants that are like family to him. His right-hand man, Greg Alexander, is like a, or practically a blood brother. Brad actually has a tattoo of Greg's brother on his arm after a, a tragic accident many years ago. But they are, they are, they are genuine family. And 
that starts at the top and it filters through. The players that come into that camp, they know what we value. They know we value the connection. They know we value the willingness to put each other first. They know we value having each other's back. And they know it has to be genuine. If it's fake, you won't be in that team. I could talk about that camp for hours. In fact, we might go back there one day. But for this for this podcast, I'm only using that as an example as winning that series with that team, with that team of coaches, it starts from the top. It starts from Brad Fittler, the coach, and the team he put around him who he trusted like his own family. And then the environment he created. It's the same. When The reason I was at this Pertec conference and we listened to the guy talk when he received his trophy it reminded me the reason i was there was because i worked with the pertec kiwis in 2008 when we won the world cup we beat a team beat an australian team that that was never meant to be beat now i was i was an aussie working with the kiwis but I'm, it's been really hard for me to explain to other australians how powerful they call it the the brotherhood in the Kiwis, how powerful that family environment was and how genuine it was. It's so hard to explain. From the coach to he treated the bus driver like a family member. I saw the bus driver 12 years after the World Cup or 11 years, only recently, only two weeks ago before I'm recording this, I saw the bus driver that was that our head coach actually made as part of the team not not just a bus driver that we booked for the six-week camp or the eight-week camp he made him part of the team that bus driver gave me a hug i haven't seen him for 11 years and it just reminded me that there's no wonder we held up that trophy in 2008 new zealand had never won a world cup it was it was historic for their nation but I could, again, I could talk about that campaign and from day one and the, the leadership of and the trust of guys like Wayne Bennett, Steve Cooney, Ruben Wickey, Stacey Jones, Gordon Gibbons, all these types of people. Dane Norton, who was my roommate, who's like still with the Kiwis. I mean, they, these guys were, as a staff, we were like a family. The players... The brotherhood, they treated staff like family and each other. They made sacrifices for each other. And the belief on the big occasion and the willingness to do anything for each other, it shone through on the big occasion, on the final. And, and there's no coincidence. There's no coincidence. They ended up holding the trophy up. The head coach gave me a gift after the game and signed it. And he signed it to Hayden and Nicole. He didn't just sign it to me, he signed it to my wife, who he hardly knew. But he said, thanks for your sacrifices. And he, and he mentioned other things in the message. But the point I'm making, he thanked me and Nicole, and he genuinely appreciated the sacrifice. He knew that my wife just had our third baby. We had three kids under three at the time. And our third baby was one month old, and father of the year over here or husband of the year over here decides to say see you babe i'm off i'm off to the world cup 
for a couple of months. And my my wife was left at home with three kids under three by herself. But what I'm getting at is the head coach genuinely appreciated that when he signed this gift, this which still is on my wall to, to today, to Hayden and Nicole. That experience, that family environment, again, is just one that's so genuine. Now, I'm going to stop because I'm just going to keep telling story after story, but I think you've got the point. If you live genuinely with your teams like a family, what I mean by that is have each other's back as you would your own family. Make sacrifices as you would your own family. Build each other up. Do whatever you can for for each other like you would your own family. Support each other like you would your own family. If you're doing that on and off the field, that when you hold that trophy up, you'll know that the F-bomb that you'll probably mention in your post-game interview <laughs> or if you're winning a business award and you're up there on the microphone, when you, men- when you drop this F-bomb, I've got no doubt it was because it's been genuine. I'm going to finish with that today. I'll be back soon. We might th- we might actually go into a couple of those stories of some of those teams and go more depth more in depth with a few of the the staff or captains or leaders of those teams because we could tell some great stories and but for now, if you're dropping that F bomb, I hope it's real. We hope you have enjoyed this episode of GTE with Hayden Knowles. Don't forget to like, subscribe and leave us a five star review to help grow the team.